support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Every amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you. Enjoy the program. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Find me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash positivesarcasm1. Hi. How are you? How are things? Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Find me on the social medias. Twitter at POS sarcasm. Oh, just got an alert from Philip DeFranco. Oh, his news show is up. Anyways, find me on social media streaming live every, what, Wednesday? Every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. Um, Let's see. I got My notes are so fucked out today. I got so much stuff. And I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I am currently driving uh, a Volkswagen Passat wagon. The, um, it's interesting. You know, I, obviously, if, you, if you've been following the podcast, which you probably haven't, I mean, my car was hit and run. It was totaled. Um, I was Ubering for, for a couple weeks, and then uh, Mr. Monotone let me borrow his Volkswagen Passat wagon. It's actually... It's not bad. It's pretty comfy, but I mean, it is a wagon. I'm like, I'm driving it, and like this is pretty comfortable. But you drive it, I feel like a, I'm like a family man. Like when I get home and uh, you know put the key in the door, like a like a like a like a normal person. It's like kids, I'm home. Wife's up there cooking dinner, you know, because it's 1950 Mad Men. Um, but yeah, it makes you feel like a family man. Only when I get home, you know, it's. No, there's no kids, there's no wife, and there's no family, because Thanos killed them, and uh, that's sad. They turned to dust. But yeah, on a brighter side, you can find me on social social media, and uh, I can't wait to go get another car, and I appreciate the the renting of the the renting, the borrowing of the car. Uh, Tight, tight, that's all I got to say about that. So today on the program, um, we're going to be talking about sustainable protein sources and sugary drinks because uh, I do want to do some health and wellness stuff. Uh, I saw some labels that made me want to fucking throw up. And I also want to go over some movie reviews. The Mummy with Tom Cruise, Black Panthers, and Hard... Panthers? Panther? Plural? Hardcore uh, Panther and Hardcore Henry. And then I had some other random thoughts. Uh, I got a drone news article I also want to talk to. Let's jump into that right now. Drone news articles. Cue the music. Uh, where is it? There it is. So this was courtesy uh, last week. If you guys send me articles, you can go ahead and send me articles through any of your social media, any of my social media. You can send me links uh, through my website, positivesarcasmatalloc.com, uh, through the actual website itself. You can send them through me through all social media. You can tweet them at me, all that stuff. And, and I'll read them. I'll give you credit for them if I use them. Uh, this one is courtesy. Last week was courtesy of Ken Barker, with the uh, drones of being confiscated over uh, Atlanta's football stadium. This one is courtesy of Turcott. Uh, someone is terrorizing people by peering into their windows with a drone. I can tell you one thing: if I'm pe- peering through people's windows with my drone, it's a big if. I'm not saying I'm doing it. Uh, if I was doing that, you know about it, because my my bird is a little louder than normal. Um. If it's like a Mavic or like a Spark or a Mavic Air, you may not hear it, especially if you're watching TV. 
Australian ho- Australian homeowners, hey, lava, say someone is using a drone to peer into their windows, according to the Melbourne newspaper The Herald Sun. And it could be a sign of things to come. Dun, dun, dun. Inexpensive drone technology becomes even more ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Cafe today. Coffee today. Coffee. Coffee. Donna, get the coffee. Is Cafe Bustello. I should get a sponsor. Sponsor this podcast. Nobody watches it. To the drone is looking into our windows and says privacy is a little bit creepy. Blah, blah, blah. Terrazio said the drone buzzed her house twice, according to this story. She also spotted a car at the edge of her property, which drove off when she shined a light at it, leading to her suspect that thieves could be using the drone to scope out her property for robbery. Quote, for all we know, it could be trying to case out any was home. Blah, blah, blah. She told the son, looking to see if they could break in with someone's movements throughout the day. And let's see. Maneuverable, consumer-oriented drones. Yep, they're very maneuverable. Which often retail for a few hundred bucks. A few hundred, more like 500. Raise enormous questions about privacy and the use of... And the use of low airspace. So anywhere between ground level and 400 feet. Um, You can case whole neighborhoods if you wanted to. Actually, I might think I'm thinking about going into a business. This past December, drone sightings shut down Gatwick Airport London, and London for several days. The Gatwick Airport we discussed on this podcast, that one actually was not confirmed. They did not have... They did not find anything that suggested drones were showing up. Um, You also have to... Also, normal DJI apps will not allow drones to fly within a certain perimeter of an airport. They won't even let you, allow you to take off within those parameters. So keep that in mind. Uh, it's also difficult to enforce laws directed at drones because they can always justify just fly away uh, before authorities have a chance to arrive. That's true. Uh, it just hovers. It's an annoying noise, and it seems to be checking yards out. That's the truth. Drones do drones are capable of doing that. I mean, it's basically a no shit Sherlock scenario. But the fact is that somebody can literally walk by your house with a with a decent camera or just their cell phone camera and and do the same thing. An aerial shot is just gonna give you an aerial layout. But if you, you can literally be walking by somebody's house and you can get just as much done that way. A drone is louder, more dangerous to it, it's it's you're more susceptible to losing it. It's, you, it's easier to identify. There's more risk in doing it with a drone, in my opinion, if you were going to case somebody's house. If you're going to case a whole neighborhood, that's different. But to case just one house? I don't know. There may be more to this story. I mean, first of all, it may just be, a, uh, what, what do you call it? One of those, like, like a scare tactic story. But it is there. It is one thing to keep in mind. And if there is a, if there is a drone that is over your house for an extended period of time, um, you can follow it. There, it is relatively easy, especially at night, to follow drones. It is. Because at the end of the day, most drones can't fly very far from their original point, especially in neighborhoods because of the fact that um, once they get away from, once they get away and they go a certain distance, then uh, tree lines, houses, buildings, they get within the line, they get in the line of sight between the controller and the drone. And once that happens, the drone, if it loses, it will lose signal from the actual flyer. And if the drone operator loses signal, the drone will actually return to home after about 30 seconds. So you can follow it basically back to its source. You can literally do it by running because unless the drone's like two miles away, you can get in your car and follow the damn thing. It's not, I mean, I've chased drones back to the actual source of where it took off from. So you can do it. If you are, if you have a trained eye at night, 
you can do it. During the day, um, a little more difficult. Actually, way more difficult because drones, uh, if they go, if they just come back to the source and they're flying low, they're easier to spot. But once they go up over 200 feet, they're not easy to see and they take off pretty quickly. So, anyways, I just wanted to get, I just wanted to give credit to that, um, that article from uh, futurism.com. Uh, and who's the person who read, let's see, John Christian. John Christian wrote the article. That's great. All right, moving on to something more interesting. Uh, this was just a random thought. Biting into an apple looks like E.T. Yeah. Some, I don't know why. If you bite into the apple from the top and you pull back, it looks like the, the outline of it, when you pull the piece off, the flesh off, looks like E.T. I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, the more you know. Um... Let's get into let's get into sustainable protein sources because it's my podcast and you don't have to listen to it. So that's what I say about that. Mm. So I got it into my head last week. Was it last week? Yes, it was last week. That's my story. I'm sticking to it about sustainable protein sources because you can be you can be a key, you can be keto junkie, you can be a, a carnivore, you can be paleo, you can be a vegan vegetarian. So we're looking at, or just looking at sustainable proteins, animal farming, a factory farming. There's just all kinds of shit out there. So I'm just curious if there's other protein protein sources out there that may that you could include into your diet, ones that you maybe never heard of. We we know we all understand what wild game can bring to the table, what factory farming has done, what being vegan, the cost of being vegan. There's pros and cons, um, just as many on either side. Uh, being a vegetarian, of course. Uh, being a pescatarian, which is mostly fish related, but I wanted to look into like like bugs, like you know, bugs like fucking crickets. So I started looking up uh, the benefits of cricket protein, um, because crickets, let's face it, they are massive, they're abundant, they're they're sustainable, and if you roast them right, they're pretty crunchy. But from the research I've done, it's more of the same. It's more of the same shit. Obviously, we, there's there's tons of uh, whey. Pro, you can buy all kinds of whey protein. You can buy a bag of whey protein, which is basically milk protein, for a 11 pound bag for like 50 bucks from like myprotein.com. You can get the isolated version, which is a higher quality protein, for like 60 bucks. A whole 11 pound bag of this shit. Problem is, it usually comes with a soy isolate, so it has soy uh, uh, a filler, a soy lecithin filler in there. And you know how I feel about soy. So that's in there as well. So that kind of steers me away from from ta- from drinking this shit. So I was looking into cricket protein, and I found there's a company called EXO. Uh, they make a, they make a cricket protein bar. Ten grams of protein, paleo friendly, gluten free, high fiber, dairy free, uh, and it comes in all kinds of different flavors. But okay, this is twelve protein bars from this company called EXO from Cricket Protein. $31 for 12 protein bars. Now, do you think you're getting all protein? No. The ingredients would shock you. There's actually a lot of starches. There's a lot of carbohydrates. There's a lot of the same shit that's in there. Okay, so if you're trying to be, you know, ketogenic or low carb or trying to lose weight, I don't know if a, if, if, if cricket is necessarily going to help you or it's definitely not going to, it's definitely not going to help you in money-wise. Okay, you're going to be spending... If you're on the go and you need a protein bar, protein bars are mostly junk to begin with. 
But a cricket protein bar, yeah, if you want 12 of them, it's going to cost you 31 bucks. Okay, there's a 20% coupon, but you're still paying over double. So you're paying like two, three bucks a bar. It's not worth it. And then actually looking up um, like cricket powder, like protein cricket powder. So you remember when I told you um, 11 pounds of, of, you can buy 11 pounds of weight protein for between 15 and 70 bucks? 0.22 pounds of 100% cricket. <laughs> so weird when I say that. Is twelve bucks, point two two pounds. So a quarter, not not even a quarter of a pound of cricket protein cost you twelve dollars. I mean, let me look at the ingredient label here. Fifty calories, two grams of fat. So I mean, it. I mean the the numbers are there for if you want to consume it for sure. But a tenth of a bag, so one tenth of a bag, is seven grams of protein. Or you can buy a can of tuna fish. You can start there. So for a dollar, you can get yourself a can of tuna, which will have more protein. It'll be a better source overall of everything, including omega-3 fatty acids. So why the fuck would you do this? I, I just, I don't, I don't know what else to do at this point. I get why people are vegan. I get it, okay? Well... I get why a certain population, a certain part of the population is vegan, okay? As far as you don't like factory farming, I don't like factory farming either, okay? I don't like cruelty to animals. I understand that most animals have souls, unless they're redheads. I, and there is a lot of, there are certain health benefits to being vegan, okay? But you have to understand there are certain, you have to take certain supplements. You have to be very careful in order to be a, a vegan, or you could just be a vegetarian, so you can eat eggs. Or you can eat things like mollusks, you know. Eat stuff from the ocean. That would help. You know, moll mollusks are basically not even, li they're living creatures, but so is grass. So are plants. But I don't want to dive into that too much. It's just like, it's, it's an option for you. But there has to be balance. Because if you're not balancing out the population as far as animals go, then you're not, uh, they they tend to overpopulate. For example, like certain a lot of animals. Once the older animals, if you have the the males, they get too old. They start killing off the younger males. They start killing off the other 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 parts of their species. It's not good. So those older animals need to be taken out in order to balance out the population. So if there is a there is a balance that has to be had for everyone. Okay. Even our population, the human population, is starting to level out. It'll probably end up around 9 billion, which we can handle of a couple more billion people. And it's actually going to start, we're going to probably start to decrease in population overall. Okay. Think about how many people died, well, just right now, when you think about it. People die all the time. And a lot, and people are having a lot less kids. Okay. People are, are, are gay or they're just choosing to have, have children later. And if they are ch having children, they're having less children. You know, And even though the po uh, people are coming farther and farther out of poverty, the more people that are out of poverty, they're having less kids. So you have to take that into account. So there is, ba there is balance to every aspect of, of, of animal life on this planet. So I just want to take that into account. I don't know where I was going with that, but... Uh, Somebody, uh, I've been, I haven't dated in a long, in a long time, you know, and I wanted to bring this, somebody brought this up to me about, it, it, uh, you know, 
why don't you date and things like that? And I just, well, first of all, I don't talk about it. It's not really a thing. I kind of went on a tangent about it, whereas, you know, if you were, well, okay, hypothetically, if you were to date, who would you date? And I said, well, judging from my past, I'd want to date a girl whose parents were dead. Uh, died in a hotel fire, cruise ship sank, killed by the Russian mob. So, or, and basically had no immediate family whatsoever. So they have less to deal with. I'd have less to deal with. I don't care about their trauma. Basically, I wanted to be orphans. Or if they were orphans. Um, homeless. Homeless would be great. No baggage whatsoever. Uh, I mean, first of all, when you're homeless, you're pretty resourceful. If you see pennies on the ground, you pick them up. So you're definitely resourceful there. Pick up coins wherever they see them. I do the same thing. If I see a penny on the ground, I pick it up. Quarters, nickels. Sure, why not? Throw them in the little bag at the house. Toll money. Works for me. Uh, you know, they got shopping carts. So, you know, they tra- every they, they always fill up their shopping carts. So if, if you make them go grocery shopping, they, uh, they're they pretty resourceful there. They know how to organize the shopping carts. So they're pretty organized in general because they don't own a lot of stuff. Everything fits into a shopping cart. So they're minimalists. I'm cool with that. I got all my stuff. I don't want to see your shit. It's, so, I mean, I mean, that's I would, yeah, I'd want to date a homeless chick. That would be perfectly fine with me. Uh, and you got to capitalize on that too. You know, you got to do it quick because eventually she's going to, when she gets her situation figured out, she's going to get girlfriends. She's going to get other friends. And then she's going to get entitled. And all that stuff's going to go away. You know, you're going to lose all of that. You're going to be like, listen, honey, your man don't appreciate you. Um, and then, yeah, that's all going to fall apart. But, yeah, date a homeless person. Dana homeless chick, you know, it may take a shower or two, you know, or six, you know, to uh, get rid of that French onion soup smell from their pants. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a nice once over with the razor, you know, like I do, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I shave and then, uh, yeah, some lotion. Lotion would be pretty good. I definitely do the lotion thing. Some get dry crack skin from all the days on the sidewalk. Uh, you know. Probably, I think uh, diet-wise, you know, probably do a fast. A uh, few days of, you know, kale and corn niblets. Kind of clean everything out. You know, get those micronutrients into their system. And uh, maybe uh, after, you know, about a, about a week of uh, shampoos and razors and corn niblets, uh, you'd have a nice polished trophy there whose breath smells like shit because you forgot to take him to the dentist. But yeah, that's kind of where I went down. Once again, I went down a rabbit hole and it was off the top of my head and they asked me the question and I just gave him an answer. But for the most part, no, I don't, uh, I don't anticipate it. I don't care about it. I try not to think about it. I focus on what I'm doing in front of me. So uh, yeah, I don't really know where else I was going with that, but I thought I'd bring it up. You know, I've been focusing a lot more on my... Uh, coming up with bits you know i tried a couple out last week this week i was just writing everything was random this week for the most part just coming up with random thoughts and the brain was firing so much i couldn't piece everything together it was just random thoughts of writing everything down and uh i was like let me just get it down and see where it goes and just working out this material you know just like just like a comic does except they actually go in front of an audience and i go on twitch which is i guess one of those things 
It's not the it's definitely not the same, but you try the shit out and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I don't plan on dating anytime soon. Uh, my money is better suited towards other things. My emotions and time is better consumed by other things right now. So that question was raised to me, and I try to answer all questions the best I can. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Another question that was raised to me was about we. Uh, this is a conversation I had just today. Was about uh, the board games that people played as a kid. You know, I played like Monopoly. Um, I never played Risk as a kid. That's one thing. I never played Risk as a kid. Uh, but I played Monopoly. I played Sorry. I played uh, Trivial Pursuit. But I didn't know any of the answers to the questions. I was too young. But I was wondering, if you just took all those board games and you condensed them into like one game, what would it look like? Like, for example, if it was, you know, you were playing uh, the game of life. And you slid down the ladder, or you went up the ladder, or you went down the snake, you the snakes thing, shoots and ladders, or whatever. And you went down the chute, which made you pass go. Uh, but you had to you had to pull a card and answer a question, and then you know you had and it was combined with like mousetrap or or or, or Yahtzee or some shit or Scrabble. And so you basically game layers on top of game layers on top of game layers. That'd be a pretty interesting game. So, I mean, I was just curious, what other, what games did you, what board games did you play as a kid? You know, like, I mean, Battleship was another one that I was big into. So, I'm, I would wonder if you could devise a game that consisted of three to five different board games that you played as a kid or play now, that not too many, um, what do you call it, uh, card-based games. But yes, like uh, like you know, board games like Monopoly, like Sorry, like Mousetrap. Um, if you put them all to get together, how would you devise that to work? That'd be pretty. I would I would definitely want to see something like that. Like a if you could design that and, and show me it, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty impressed with that. So, anyways, uh, I had one other thought. Uh, Brie Larson. Nah, we probably won't go into that either. I'll only get into the movie reviews anyway, since I'm kind of rambling here. The first 20 minutes has just been like, whatever. I haven't really... My rhythm's been off, but I've actually been feeling pretty good. So, I saw three movies this week. Uh, finally finished all the Marvel comic ones. I've seen every single Marvel comic movie uh, of the MC universe. Not the sh I don't care about the shitty ones. But we'll start off with The Mummy. This one did not do well in the movie theaters. This was a remake of a remake of a remake. It was originally done by some old burly dude in 1932. Then it was redone by Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser, The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, and The Mummy 3, which was awful. Actually, Mummy 2 wasn't that good either. Brandon Fraser did it, did well, did rather well at the box office. And this new one was 20, let's see. Let's pull it up. I have it right here. IMDb, 5.5 stars, Mummy 2017. Directed by Alex Kurtzman. Alex Kurtzman, uh, he's not. He's starting to get a reputation for shitty remakes. Alex Kurtzman is the director also behind, I believe he's also the director behind RoboCop, the remake. First of all, you don't fuck with the original because the original was fantastic. The original RoboCop was baller. All right. And so it stars Tom Cruise, who was shredded in this, not shredded, but jacked in this movie. Also, Sophia Boutella and Annabelle Wallace, who were both pretty, pretty good-looking girls. Um, pretty good. Acting was good. 
for the most part. And the dude from Star Wars and Ex Machina was also in it. So basically, an ancient Egyptian princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the, the desert, bringing with her malevolent, malevolence grows over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. Yeah, so. Uh, so they raise her from the dead. She gets pissed, wants to kill everybody, and she also wants to fuck Tom Cruise. Well, she doesn't want to fuck him. She wants to stab him um, so that she can give him eternal life so she can take her vengeance out on the world and become a god. Yeah, you know, the normal, you know, boy meets girl relationship. Could have been a really good movie. Special effects were great. Acting was really good. Russell Crowe was also in it too. He played uh, Dr. Jekyll. But it just, it was slightly disappointing where... The, the the scenes were not grandiose enough. The it wasn't as gripping. It wasn't as thrilling. It wasn't as fun. It wasn't even. It was just not even enough to be a good movie for for Netflix and chill. It just was overall disappointing. With like where for the example like the Bird Box approach, where you take an average plot or an average movie and then you put a really good actor in there or uh, uh, like Sandra Bullock did, and you make it a, a good, a serviceable movie. But in this case, you take an average plot of a remake. So if it's a remake, it's got to be better. So the weight of that is in general. The weight of that is there. Plus you throw in Tom Cruise. But you're hoping Tom Cruise is going to carry the movie. He can't. Because it's just not, there's not enough there for this to be a good movie. Okay. This is a two-star movie. I don't... Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. But overall, it just didn't do enough for me... Uh, for me to be anything that would be a serviceable movie that's worth watching. Because at the end of the day, it, 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 does it have replay value? No. Is it worth your 90 minutes? No. Do I want to see a sequel for it? No. No, I don't. Uh... Because at the end of the day, if you are going to go see a movie in the theaters, is it worth 10 to $15? No. But at the end of the day, is it just worth your time? No, it's just it's just not a good movie. You know, and I have to say it, you know, Tom Cruise, for all his success, he's got a lot of great stuff. He's got the, he's got the Day After Tomorrow, which deserves a sequel. He's got the Mission Impossible series, which is, which is killer. And he's got a lot of other stuff that he does. It's really, really well. But... His sequel to Jack Reacher was a pile of shit. And then he does The Mummy, which was a pile of shit as well. He needs to be very careful he doesn't fall that, fall down that Will Smith path, path where he starts making these sort of big budget movies that don't really go anywhere. So he has to be careful when he does that. But for the most part, this isn't, this isn't Will Smith's fault. Will Smith. <laughs> this isn't Tom Cruise's fault that this movie sucked. And it's not the, uh, the actresses. Sophia Boutella and Annabelle Wallace... And the other guy, it's not their faults that this movie was bad. All the acting was really good. It's just that it was a bad movie. It was a remake that just, they kind of paint by numbers. And at the end of the day, nobody cared enough to wa really want to see it. And it got, it's it's an eh movie for that reason. It's just not that good. I mean, sorry. So I guess that's the end of that. Two stars, don't waste your time with it. Here's the three star movie of the week though. Uh, Black Panther was the last MCU movie I had yet to see. 
before Captain Marvel and the Avengers Endgame comes out. Uh, as far as, well, first of all, right now, this Brie Larson situation where she says some, in my opinion, maybe it's overblown, maybe it's incorrect, but her, you know, every time she talks about you know her problem with white dudes, I always think to myself, I, I, I tweeted, I go, I'm, it's just me. I'm very hesitant on calling people out, but as far as Brie Larson goes, it's like, can you not talk about fucking white dudes like that as far as you know diversity you want to see less less whiteies at your press conferences and stuff like that can you just leave the diversity thing alone you are going to be literally the most powerful marvel comic character hero in the current galaxy can you fucking act like it because in real life you're just you're just another plain jane blonde in hollywood so why don't you chill out because this movie that you got paid millions of dollars for and you're probably contracted to do two or three others, most likely, unless you say something really stupid, you know. Uh, it could have easily been Amelia Clark. It could have easily been Sarah Chalk because if you're going for a funny angle, who would have been better from Sarah Chalk? If you don't know who Sarah Chalk is, she's new Becky from Roseanne, and she's from she's the girl from Scrubs. She's the blonde from Scrubs. She could have easily put on the Cap Captain Marvel uniform, or Amelia Clark, who is the Dragon Girl from Game of Thrones. Imagine her suiting up as Captain Marvel. Whoo! I don't think people would have been able to handle that. I sent that idea. I sent that concept to my buddy Zach, and he's like, I don't think people could have handled that. And I would have loved to have seen that. I think that would have been a great role for her. And I don't know why if it was offered, or maybe she turned it down, or conflict, or scheduling conflicts. But I think Amelia Clark is Captain Marvel. But we'll see. We'll see what continues to go on. The embargo on the reviews for Captain Marvel. There's about another week remaining before those embargoes are lifted, and then we'll get a better idea of how this movie is being, how it's being played out so far. Right now, Avengers Endgame. Is, people are raving about it. They don't want to get out of their chairs. They're so riveted by it. But we'll see how Captain Marvel plays out. They kind of fucked up a little bit on the initial uh, trailers. Um, they kind of were playing a different tone, and then they kind of changed it up to make it look funnier. So we'll see how it goes. But the I'm trying not to be all you know social justicey about it. You know, playing watching that card that she's trying to play. I'm trying to pull back from it, but I can't help but notice it. I can't help but notice it, so I had to say something about it. And, but the same, I wanted to talk about that because I also want to talk about Black Panther because there was a lot of stuff behind Black Panther. Black Panther was a big Marvel comic character, and there was a lot of talk about this behind the scenes, about how the movie was going to be, and just uh, there's a lot of weight behind this movie because it's the first lead uh, black character for these Marvel comic movies. So I'm sure when Kevin Feige and the crew got behind this, like, hey, can they took extra special character, and when they created this this one, let's not fuck this one up. Let's kind of go out of our way to make the to to not screw this one up and make everybody like it. Let's add a little bit more in the production budget. Let's make sure that Chadwick Boseman gets paid, an, uh, you know, a decent amount of money. Um, let's just try to not screw this one up because if we do. People are going to be start. They're going to start with the slings and arrows at us, and we don't want that to happen. So let's just make a good movie, okay? And for the most part, obviously, you knew that the Rotten Tomatoes critics were going to hail it, 
and you knew that it was probably going to get a lukewarm reception as far as the actual people that saw the movie. It got like a 75, I think, like uh, as far as the critic, not the critics, but the fans. Um, I was expecting an overall three-star movie because a lot of the original, like Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor 1, Thor 2, and Captain America were decent movies. They weren't great. They were good, but they weren't great. Some of them were kind of disappointing. But the, the, as they've gotten better, the movies have gotten really better. But for the most part, they're all decent movies. So I was expecting for the initial movie for Black Panther, just like Spider-Man, to be good. Now, as far as Chadwick Boseman, he's actually not the strongest, most talented. Like, um, his martial arts are not as good as a lot of the other com- uh, Marvel comic characters like Captain America. But uh, his character development is pretty strong. I, I love the environment that he's in. I like him as a black as the Black Panther. I like Black Panther's abilities. He's actually a pretty he's pretty strong. I'd like to see him in a fight with Captain Marvel again. Um, but he's his suit is pretty baller. His suit is pretty baller, and the movie is pretty localized to just the events that happen in Wakanda for the most part. You don't see a lot that's going on when it comes to the Infinity War, which is really right around the corner. But this movie, uh, let's see, 2018 Black Panther got a 7.4 stars on IMDb. Ryan Coogler was the director. And Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, who is also in the in the Creed movies, who plays Killmonger. He's a pretty good Killmonger. Not too much social justice stuff. There is talk about slavery and things like that a little bit. But for the most part, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. You get past it pretty quickly. And it entertains pretty well for for and it, some people did talk about the um the special effects maybe weren't that good for the most part. I actually didn't mind it. I thought the special effects, the city of Wakanda, is awesome. Um, the overall environment and the characters surrounding Wakanda were great. Like I said, Chadwick Boseman's awesome. The female little battalion there, but I think that was Lupita Nyong'o, is the is is I have to make sure I don't want to you know get her name wrong. Check. Yep, Lapita Nwando. Nwango, she's awesome. She's a great character. I love her in these movies. She's a lot of fun. She's like, um, how would I, how would I categorize her? She's Grace Jones, only not a bitch. There we go. And and better looking than Grace Jones. Ooh, burn. Good movie. I I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. It was good. I thought it was. I thought very, uh, very. Black Panther is a serviceable character. I'm glad they finally brought it to light. I'm glad I finally got to see it. I wasn't disappointed, and uh, it had a very good post credit scene. It was pretty soft, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I did really. I don't really have anything bad to say about this movie. You know, it didn't. It didn't for the most part wow me, but the fight scenes were pretty decent, and I liked that. The, all, I liked how all the tribes kind of. You know, they had a tribal council. I liked when they went up into the into the. Uh, into you know into the fucking what do you call it, boy I'm out of it today. Uh, when they they were they had to go see another tribe, so they went up into the snow to go find the other tribe, so they could do a deal with them and things like that. And which is that's completely for the most part inaccurate. There's a little bit of a twist in the middle of the movie with his uh, him meeting Killmonger for the first time and accepting his challenge, because when the actual black the original Black Panther dies, that they go into con- all the tribes. 
uh, will challenge with their with their main dude, and the main dudes get in the ring and they fight. You know, the ring is actually like a waterfall, and they fight and either to the death or to submission, and the winner becomes king of Wakanda. I guess that's pretty much it on that. So yeah, that that's pretty much it on that. Uh, three stars, totally Netflix worthy. If you saw it in theaters, I hope you weren't disappointed. Um, he's a strong character. I'm just curious to see how he's going to be utilized. He is. I mean, he's, I guess, a little bit, he's, he's got a little bit more technology than Captain America. He's, I think, as strong as Captain America. He's definitely got more resources behind him. I'm just curious to see how he's going to be utilized with these, with this ever-expanding universe, whereas right now, it seems like the Marvel comic universe is getting a little bit farther away from space, okay? Like... Iron Man's going to... Can Iron Man go galactic? Yes, he can. Okay, because he's basically a... Um, he's basically a shell of Captain Marvel. Okay, so he can travel. He can do all kinds of other stuff, but he's not Captain Marvel. He's not as strong as Captain Marvel. But some of these characters really can't travel outside their their realm for the most part. Like Spider-Man can't. Captain America can't. Black Panther can't. And if they can't leave Earth, there's not a lot, there's not as much storytelling you can do with them. Like, for example, in the next Spider-Man Homecoming, um, he's going to be fighting Mysterio. Okay? So they they got their own localized characters, so they're playing their own storyboards. But for the most part, I don't know how much, much farther these localized Earth characters can go until they get completely phased out altogether and we go full galactic because we're going to start getting into characters that I've never heard of. Okay? You know, people like Galactus and uh, Doctor Doom and um, who's the other one? Crawl the Conqueror. Not Crawl the Conqueror. Who the fuck is his name? Uh, Kane. Kang the Conqueror. You know, guys, I've never heard of. We're getting into some real deep space shit that I've never I've never investigated in the, in the Marvel comic universe. So I don't know how these local guys are going to work out. But for Marvel, for Black Panther, he'll probably get like one or two more movies. Spider-Man will probably get one or two more movies and that'll be, they'll eventually phase him out. I would assume, or kill him off. I don't think they'll kill him well, Killing off Black Panther, I don't know if you want to do that. Uh, so yeah, three star movie. It was it was just a it was just a decent it was a decent flick. I enjoyed it, and um, in my opinion, better than Iron Man two, better than Iron Man three, better than uh the original Thor. And yeah, so it definitely ranks up there as a good solo movie. I'd put it. It's. I'd still go with Spider-Man: Homecoming as a better movie, just because it was. It was a little more entertaining, more fun. But they did a good job with this Black Panther one. They went out of their way to not fuck it up, and I'm glad that they did because it was a slightly delicate situation. If you were on the Twitter, um, following some of it, but they did a good job. Uh, and I think they paid him a. De- I think they paid him a decent amount of money to get started. And I think and Chadwick is. He's, he's, he's the right guy for the role. I do appreciate Chadwick Boseman as far as how he talks to the media. Um, I like it way more than how, how Brie Larson does. And you know what's funny? I mean, think about this. Brie Larson got paid... Uh, it was rumored that she was paid about $5 million to play, Brie, to play Captain Marvel. Chadwick Boseman was played, paid $2 million to be Black Panther. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. was paid five hundred grand to play Iron Man for the first movie. Five hundred grand. 
Captain Marvel, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, Chris Evans, 300 grand for the Winter Soldier. For all their original movies, the two biggest characters were paid the least. Are they paid more now? Yes. But in the world we live in, the world we should live in, the, the people that take the highest risk should earn the most reward. Okay? The entire MCU universe was resting on Iron Man killing that role. It all rested on that. And he pulled it off. Now, you also have to take into consideration this, that their characters are, if Robert Downey Jr. said something completely fucking stupid, they would have shit-canned him. Edward Norton, the whole thing with that, they wanted Edward Norton to continue on with the series, but he just, there was so much turmoil there that he disappeared. Mark Ruffalo took, took, the, took over the role. So, I would assume that if something goes completely wrong, they wouldn't hesitate to replace any character for any reason. Okay? But it seems like so far, they've all gelled together. They've all worked pretty well together. And even though uh, the character, uh, Doctor Strange character, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, he said some interesting things about, uh, you know, pay equality, but I, he hasn't gone out of his way. He has, he said some shit that I don't, I just don't disagree. I just don't agree with factor, but for the most part, they've been pretty quiet. They've gelled together pretty well. I appreciate all the characters. I'm just, I don't want to hear any stupid shit from my, from actors and actresses, but I think it's only a matter of time before you, you just do, if you do some investigating and, and I also, the reason I, I, started looking into it a little bit more is the vibe I was getting from the commercials for Captain Marvel. I was waiting a lot for Captain Marvel. I was. I'm a big fan of the concept of Captain Marvel. I was pumped for that. But the vibe I was getting originally, because I saw the first commercial and I wasn't excited for the first commercial. I looked at it and I go, meh, whatever. I'm sure it'll be a serviceable movie that'll get us to Infinity War, to the second Infinity movie. But then I started seeing other commercials for it and it just, it seemed like it was playing a little more of that girl power role. And just, I'm like, this is, I I mean, I get it. You want to advertise towards them because you want them to pay some movie tickets, pay for movie tickets. But it was, they were just cheesy. They were cheesy commercials. They weren't good. You know, these are, these market, they pay these, these marketing firms, these advertising firms, a shitload of money to market these company to market these movies. And if you screw up, it could mean millions of dollars in box office revenue. So, and I'm just I'm just kind of spitballing at this point. You know, it's just it's something I noticed where when I saw all the Iron Man commercials and the Captain America commercials and the Thor commercials and the Galaxy the Guardians of the Galaxy commercials, um insane, awesome, loved them, great commercials. But only like a like one or two actually mostly one commercial i liked from the captain marvel series so far from the, all the trailers i've seen and but it's a short it, the 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 main trailers i just don't like them i mean you'd have to watch them for yourself and let me know what you think but there's just something i'll go with my gut and my gut is off on this one so and I've said before, once once the Infinity, uh, once Endgame comes out, I might be done with the Marvel comic series because of the fact that Kevin Feige is Kevin Feige has definitely talked about shifting gears with who's going to be producing it and whatnot. And I just kind of, I don't know, it just seems off at this point, you know. Plus, I only want to go so far. I've been pretty loyal to the MCU universe ever since it started. I've seen every movie, but after Endgame comes out, I probably want to kind of step away from it and just be done with it overall because. 
it's gonna it's gonna change hands, and I don't know. And, and all my favorite characters are eventually gonna retire or die off, and I'm just gonna be over at that point. Um, plus, Disney's taking over, and Disney already fucked up, you know, Star Wars. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. The four star movie of the week, however, is Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. You don't even see the main character. You just see his hands. Hardcore Henry is 2015. Got a 6.7 on IMDb. It is Henry is resurrected from death with no memory, and he must save his wife from a telekinetic warlord with a plan to bioengineer soldiers. Now, if you've ever played a first-person shooter, first-person shooters are full speed. You never see the actual main character. You just see their hand, just see their hands and the guns that they have in their hands. This movie for what is it? 90 minutes and one hour and 36 minutes is balls out. It's insane. It's graphic. It's full speed. It it hurts to watch in some cases because the character is just getting the shit kicked out of him, just like you are in a video game. Only in this movie, you don't have you don't have control. You don't have control. So you're watching this, and you're, Hardcore Henry is. It's the the beginning is cool because he starts out in the sky, way up in the sky, and it has some plot twist towards the end, and then. Some really good characters like Charto Copley is in it. He plays a um, he plays somebody who helps him along the way, and you find out more about how his character helps, why he keeps getting blown up, and then uh, Tim Roth is in it for about a hot second. And the main it, it definitely there's it's 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 a sci-fi movie because there's a lot of there's a lot of sci-fi in this. Okay, very uh, let's see, it's not in if you liked District Nine you'll like Hardcore Henry because there is a lot of, the the violence is graphic, it's intense, and you're in and out in 96 minutes because you're definitely gonna, you're gonna get motion sickness after seeing this movie. Uh, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, you don't see the main character, the main character doesn't say anything. You follow his, his rip-roaring journey through, it's like the Russian backcountry as he tries to save his, quote, wife from... De- you know, certain death, and he's fighting off this weird telekinetic. It's just fucking out of control, and he's bioengineered. So, and he's got like it's it's like watching Crank. Crank is one of those all time one of my all time favorite action movies. That's a movie. I, that's a five. Anytime a movie comes from a different angle, if it's like Crank or Isle of Dogs, it gets it gets high ratings for me because they really they dared to do something different. And a lot of times when they dare to do something different, most of the time they succeed. That's why I loved Isle of Dogs so much because it's it's I treated it as if it was a movie that Pixar could learn from as far as special effects and cinematography and storytelling. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it's a Wes Anderson movie. And Wes Anderson knows how to tell beautiful stories. But he dared to do something different. We're treating it like a little bit like a, you know, like an animated movie with the stop motion animation, which was fantastic. As far as action movies go, Crank changed the game in my opinion because crank was out of control from the very beginning with a lot of the same themes from hardcore henry with it's a and it's a movie that um really put it to put it bluntly put a charge to jason statham's career where the j where the transporter was a movie he was more well known for but wasn't as good of a movie it kind of peters out towards the end whereas crank beats the shit out of you until the very end and crank is one of those ooh, i hate to say it, it's like a four or five star movie when it comes to being in the action category it's a it's an action classic 
Okay, you have to watch Crank. The beginning with the TV scene is epic, absolutely epic. So it's one of those movies you absolutely have to check out. Hardcore Henry is just about in that same category where you it, it has just enough um, slowdowns in the plot where you can kind of soak it in before the next scene. And he, because he doesn't say anything, you're not slowed down by any too much romantic, romantic dialogue, although there is certainly some in there. But you're basically just following a straightforward video game action plot line to get to the end of the movie. And it certainly plays out very well like that. So as far as Hardcore Henry, originality, fun, fun of watching the movie. And is it, is it worthy of seeing on, on like Netflix or Amazon Prime? Yes. Would I have paid to see this movie in theaters? Absolutely. Is it original? Most certainly. So did I like it? Yes. Normally, if it's just if it's Netflix worthy or worth wasting 90 minutes on, it's a three-star movie. This, for its originality, the fact that I would have paid 10 bucks to go see it in the theaters, it's a four-star movie in my opinion. I loved it. I think you guys would too. That's a fun movie. Is it as good as Crank? Eh, maybe in some cases, yes. Maybe in some cases, no. But it's a four-star movie. So to review... Uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise, two stars. Uh, however, Tom Cruise's six-pack, five stars. Black Panther, starring Chadwick Boseman, three-star movie, good movie. If you saw it in theaters, cool on you. If you saw it on Netflix, that's cool too. So three stars for that. Hardcore Henry, lots of fun, little hardcore. Uh, four-star movie, totally a lot of fun. Speaking of hardcore, is it just me or is like, Mike Pence, like, so fucking American, it's embarrassing. Now, hear me out. I'm not getting really political, but I just, I saw a picture the other day of Mike Pence, this evangelistic, secretly closeted gay vice president standing there staring uh, across the border at South Korea, or North Korea, excuse me, and he's just standing there all stoically like he's fucking George Patton. I'm like, dude, you got to chill out with that, with, with that hair color, too. He's got this weird hair. The dude's gay. Okay. The dude is gay. But, you know, <laughs> but he just, he's so, he looks so American. It's, he's like, he's like, it's embarrassing. Like, when you, if, imagine him being like your dad and dropping you off the dance. Like, dad, don't embarrass me. And he wears like that military, like, Top Gun wings jacket on as well. He just, and he's just standing like, it's like he is like American dad, like good morning USA, and he probably wears like fucking bald eagle speedo underwear, like a big screaming eagle right on his crotch area. <laughs> He's probably got American flag tramp stamp, and I just, I, I just, I just go ahead, go, go look up a picture of, of of stoic Mike Pence right now, and you'll see he's got like American flag tramp stamp. He's got like F sixteen fighter plane wings, like underneath his like on his triceps, you know, afterburner tats in his inner thighs, you know, aviate aviators on the whole time, you know, flies or you know puts his arms out and flies around the White House, annoying Trump. Just and he screams like pew pew, pew whoosh. He just puts his arms out and acts all immature, and he flies around the White House and shit. Like, just I can't imagine. Just, just picture that shit in your head. I wish I was, I wish I was a good artist. I would, I would try to depict that for you. But he just, he just, he looks so like America. Fuck yeah, but he doesn't say a lot. So I mean, I admire him for that. But the guy is definitely a heavy and valid evangelical. 
But I just, I'm, I do, I can picture that in my head of him having like freaking F-16 fighter wings under his armpits and it's just, his inner thigh has like afterburners and shit and he just flies around the White House in his fucking bald eagle underpants and, um, you know, just bothering, just bothering Donnie. Terrific. Perfect. Um, I don't know if Donnie would put a stop to that. I don't know if Secret Service would either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd fly around the White House lawn if people didn't take pictures of him and post it on the internet. So, uh, yeah. So we talked about uh, the Volkswagen. We talked about, uh, let's see, protein source. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the protein sources, uh, I talked about, you know, protein and health and wellness earlier. These, these freaking healthy drinks, quote, quote, healthy drinks that you're seeing at, like, the grocery stores and stuff, don't touch that shit. I swear to God, those Osani or Obswani drinks, those like compressed smoothie drinks, the chocolate milks, the protein drinks, the cream drinks, they're all like 50 to 60 grams of sugar. Do yourself a favor. Don't touch any of them, okay? Eat a fucking apple. Eat a piece of fruit if you want, but don't touch any of these smoothie drinks or anything like that. I mean, they are they're, they will kill any diet per the day. Unless you're like a power lifter, don't even touch this stuff. I won't even touch it in general. So just do yourself a favor. Don't even go over this stuff. But we did talk about, um, you know, sustainable protein sources and cricket protein, why it's like a waste of money. Uh, dating a homeless girl. Uh, see, movie reviews, The Mummy, Black Panther, and Hardcore Henry. Uh, a weird random bit about how Mike Pence is so American. Uh, board games, if you were to condense all the board games as if you when you were a kid, all in one. And Brie Larson about uh, she needs to stop talking and uh, of course drone news uh via turcot and uh, thank you for the article turcot so uh yeah isn't she brave i mean i'm telling you for captain marvel i wouldn't have mind seeing sarah chalk or amelia clark amelia clark would have been the shit she would have been my number one sarah chalk would be funny too i'd like to see sarah sarah chalk and captain marvel she'd be freaking hilarious i mean she was new becky from roseanne come on she was the chick from scrubs how can you go wrong there uh, but I guess that's it. I'm going to cut it short because I'm not really all with it this week. Everything was just random as shit. This was definitely a random week full of random shit. So I'm probably just going to cut it right there. Cut my losses. I'm starting to get cold too. Brr. But, uh, yeah. Um, anybody who stopped by on Twitch, if you have any further questions, thank you guys for stopping by. You can follow me on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. You can uh, hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Also, I, um, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Also, if you are going to the event that I was talking about, the 23rd, the Southern Sudan Hope Fundraiser, that has been changed. That is now March 1st. It's a Friday night at starting at 630 right now at the Spotlight Room at the Palace Theater. We're trying to bump up um, attendance so we can get it refilled for the actual theater and not the Spotlight Room. So we're shooting for as many tickets as possible. We only got a few weeks to do it. Tickets are 20 bucks. It is at the Palace Theater. At this currently at the Spotlight Room. If the venue upgrades, we'll let you know. But it is ready to go. You can go on my uh, my um, you can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can look up uh, that, or you can just go to Palace Theater, t h e a t r e dot org, Palace Theater dot org, and you can go to the March 1st, and it'll be right there. Southern Sudan Hope Fundraiser. Tickets are 20 dollars. So if you're in the area, feel free to stop by and tell your friends. So I will be there. Uh, if, if it's just me, but I may be bringing team Polkin to do some videoing and photography work there as well. So I look forward to, uh, getting that done. And then that'll be posted on YouTube. Uh, once I put all the editing together and all that jazz. So that was pretty good, but you can find me on social media. Um, 
You can find all my stuff on YouTube. Just look up Positive Sarcasm. If you want to donate to the podcast so I have better things to talk about, you can go to... Um, you can go to uh, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. There's also paypal.me slash positivesarcasm. It's all there in the donate page. And you can contact me in any way, shape, or form. Any com- comments or questions, try to keep it positive. You know, if you're going to be negative, try to offer a solution. It's kind of nice. You know, kind of helpful. Don't just be a total douche. Try to be a, uh, try to offer a solution to the problem. Um But I guess it's pretty much it. You know, I mean, there's other things maybe I want to talk about, but... Whatever, just throw it all out there. See what sticks. Always come up with something next week. You know, they ain't all gonna be great. Gotta be, gotta keep trying. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna finish my coffee. Go get some other stuff done. I will hopefully talk to you guys all next week. Thank you guys for listening, stopping by, supporting, subscribing, or not. Or you know, yeah, all that stuff. Man, I gotta pee now. All right, we're done here. Thank you guys for listening, watching, supporting, and uh, assisting. I'll talk to you all next week. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. <laughs>